All right, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, May. I'm Max. And I'm Ben, and we were had. Can you believe it? <laughs> there are twists and there are turns. Defleshed is a standard death. Oh, that's fun. We were had. We were. So today we're going to talk about the song You're So Vain, which was written and performed by Carly Simon. It was written in 1971 and released in November 1972 off the album No Secrets. But there is a secret involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying is why would they call it No Secrets if the main part of it... Well, is she loves playing with contradictions and catch twenty two and paradoxes. So it was a huge, huge hit. Uh, it's number one on the Billboard 200 for five weeks with certified platinum. Spawned, spawned, the worldwide <laughs> hit You're So Vain for which he received three Grammy nominations including Record of the Year and Song of the Year. No yeah. wins. Just a nod. Wow. Just a nod. Huh. Should we pick what, a different subject? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what one? Uh, no, my Grammy knowledge is not nearly as encyclopedic as Probably my... Probably fucking Beck or something. Not nearly as autistic <laughs> as your... Uh, no, no, no. It's more Asperger's. Who won the year that this movie came out? This music came out? 1972 would actually be The Godfather. So big yeah. year. Wait, God, for the listeners at home, I know you're Googling or whatever. Okay, Godfather was the movie made in 1972 that won. At the 1972 ceremony, The French Connection won. So for those listeners at home, if you Google 1972 Best Picture, it'll say French Connection. Can we move on now? Oh. <laughs> you made it weird. <laughs> that was like an angry, um, yeah. confrontational way to tell us you're smarter than yeah. us. But uh, Exactly, yeah. yeah. Is there any other way to say that you're smarter than us? <laughs> yeah. I can feel it. I can feel the... Also, hi to the video watchers. We are high tech now. Oh, yeah. Big. Until we get to the end of this and we're like, I wasn't in the frame the yeah, whole time. Yeah, I wasn't in the frame. I'm fully expecting none of us to be in frame. My sound won't be right. But we're trying. But we've got angles. We've got angles. We, got angles. Yeah, we have three cameras if we get one shot from them. Yeah. If we can see my double chin from all three cameras, that would be <laughs> May made me put the camera that's on her up to the ceiling. Yeah, I need to look skinny. It needs to be higher. I think that's how the best filmmakers work. They have like five cameras and then they just hope that one works out and then they just go with that. They don't actually plan the shots. They just, just drop cameras around us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Carly Simon. Carly Simon, born June 25th, 1945. Uh, very famous American singer, songwriter, musician. Also wrote some children's books huh. later on. And some of her other hits. This is most likely her fa- most famous song. She also wrote Anticipation, Mockingbird with James Taylor. If you've ever seen Dumb and Dumber when they're in the car and they go, Mock, yeah. She wrote hey. that? So that's yeah. her and James Taylor. Oh, wow. Person. Yeah. That's a talent. <laughs> Forget her rest, the rest of her songs. That yeah. is talent. And uh, wrote The Spy Who Loved Me, which was the theme song for a James Bond movie, and five children's books, and two memoirs. Mm-hmm. So, two anyone... memoirs? What is your life change? Like, I guess. Just... I guess, like, from. I mean, just talk about vanity. Yeah, Can yeah. Can I say yeah. that? Two memoirs? Yeah. yeah exactly. Who's vain now? I think it she is the vain one. Yeah. yeah. Also, you. If anybody at home has the same thing, Ben said we're doing Carly Simon. I said, is that the one who killed Kurt Cobain? That's Courtney Love, I've been informed. They're oh, wow. Yeah, way different person. Yeah. <laughs> was that on the different top decades. of everyone's minds there, Max? Everyone's mind. Yes. Well, this was, you guys grew up at this time. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm just jumping in here. I'm a voyeur. So I will go over 
some of the lyrics of You're So Vain just because to show you why people might be intrigued about who this song is about. Okay. The song opens with her just kind of whispering, son of a gun. She goes, son of a gun. And then... (laughs) (laughs) So the opening lyrics, you walked into the party like you were walking onto a yacht. Your hat strategically dipped below one eye. Your scarf, it was apricot. I'm reading it like a Dr. Seuss. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Really, really well. One fish? And by Dr. Seuss, I mean racist. <laughs> the reading best kind it, of poetry, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, had one, you had one eye in the mirror as you watched yourself gavotte. Gavotte is like a fancy French dance. Yeah. And all the girls dream that they'd be your partner, they'd be your partner, and you're so vain, you probably think this song is about you. That's this guy sounds cool, honestly. Wow. That guy sucks. So it's yeah, a it lot like of... Max. Like, walks into a party, like Just you're walking into a... <laughs> doing a weird French dance, looking at himself in the mirror, that does sound it like it. <laughs> is this song about me? I'd like to know. I would... You have an apricot scarf, don't you? I have several. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Different kinds of... <laughs> Um, so did, did she date around or so here's part of the mystery? she dated a lot of different people but what I want to say is so there are a lot of lyrics like the first stanza that I just read to you that are not so incriminating maybe even like oh this guy's cool this guy's you know yeah. you know whatever I'm attracted to him it all builds up though until the final line <laughs> you all the max <laughs> the final stanza ends with well you're where you should be all the time and when you're not you're with some underworld spy or the wife of a close friend, wife of a close friend. Oh, philanderer. So, so who this guy is, is that's part of the reason why it's so intriguing. Because Somebody's cheating on his wife. Cheat, uh, and betraying their best friend. Best oh, friend, yeah. Best friend cheating. Oh. Well. Oh, oh, duh. His best friend's wife, I see. By the way, yes. yeah. that one of those stories going on with the TikTokers right now. Really? I mean, like the early 20s kids. These teens are married before me? Not, nobody's married, but they will be before you. <laughs> Everyone's yes. married but before me. But these two me. kids, like one guy cheated on the best friend with the, with the girlfriend. Like they recorded the song together and then they oh, started dating yeah. and then they were living together. He was living with the other guy when they were together. Wow. Is it oh. Charlie DeMello? Because that's the only one that I no, know. No, Charlie is the youngest person involved oh, okay. here. And she only dated a little hottie. <laughs> well, no, no, no. This is important because yeah. we are alienating anyone below the age of yeah. 45 in this episode. Right. So now you're getting the... De- anyone between 25, any millennial is yeah. lost in this They're episode. Not enjoy this. But we've got something for the youngest and we've got yeah. something for the oldest. Teen listeners, I just tapped in on the Josh versus Jaden drama. Good. Now for wow. you teens, you can stop listening because we're <laughs> <Yeah>. getting back... <laughs> Those TikTok houses seem really uh, interesting Insane. to me. But you I don't know if they're all fucking at once. A hundred percent. Come on. I hope they are. Here's what would be really sad is they just spent the whole time on their phones just in reality, recording. just recording, uh, and they weren't fucking. I'm like, please, would you guys fuck? Get, have an unplanned pregnancy, please. Yeah, film that. Yeah, film that. Yeah. <laughs> now that's what I like to see. That's, that's uplifting. That's like humanity, you know. But yeah. you guys just on your phones. Ugh, I don't know. Just... Go outside. Fuck your mom. Do yeah. the dance with two backs. Yeah. Beast with two backs. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, don't misquote Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> Here he comes with this pompous. Oh, don't misquote Shakespeare. Yeah. If it's 1972, Shakespeare's not in my room. Shakespeare won the Academy Award for. <laughs> <laughs> Shakespeare in Love 98. So. <laughs> uh, all right. So she dated around. She's now incriminating a person. 
she's incriminating. So who this song is about, everyone wants to know, right? And mm-hmm. or maybe not now, but everyone around at this time are like, who is she writing about? And here's what we know as of 2021. So before we get into the theories of who this is about, yeah. In August 2003, she agreed to reveal the name of the song subject to the highest bidder at hmm. the Martha's Vineyard Possible Dreams charity auction. No way. Oh, that's fun. How much? For $50,000, Dick Ebersol, the president of NBC Sports and a friend of Simon, won the right to know the name of the subject of your so vain. A condition of the prize was that Ebersol was never to re- can't reveal the name. Oh. Ah. Oh. Sounds like a vanity thing, then. Why would he want to know? That's the first NFT. Yeah. Was this the first NFT? This is the first NFT. This is the first NFT. This man is the most vain she, person ever. Yeah. He just wants to know and have no one else be able what to What if it was him? Yeah. Twist. <laughs> Carly told me, so Ebersol says, Carly told me that I could offer up to the entire world a clue as to what she'll tell me when we have this night in about two weeks. And the clue is... The letter E is in the person's name. The most common letter in... First or last? Is just in the name. Wow. Oh. So that's no, literally every that's name. That's everybody. Okay, ben we've had May. a few more hints. Not Max. yours. <laughs> <laughs> Maximilian? No, is it eyes? Okay. Yeah. We've been friends for years. No, I know <laughs> that. I, I was just, I'm just thinking it through my... I assume I do. My name's so long. Kershin. Ba- yeah, it's got... Ben. Ben. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't say the next part. Oh, okay. The next part Who's is that we actually... Who's the dummy now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take an L, bitch. <laughs> um, so, what we know, then she tells Regis Philman in 2004, Regis. we get two more letters, A and R. Oh, this is like, a, what's a yeah. game show? Not The Price Wheel is Right. Fortune? Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm out. You're still in. And Wait, sorry. R and what? A and R. So we've got I'm A, A, E, and Planet. R. Yeah. Yeah. May Planert, Ben Kirschenbaum. Me, I don't cheat on wives. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm a good friend. Not like you do. Yeah, what if it was a, well, no, it's a man. It's definitely a man. Right? Oh, that's a, that's it a could be. be a woman. Oh, is that one of the things? That's also, very, that's very female singer to like call out another female singer. Yeah, she wouldn't do it about a man because she yeah. respects them. Right, exactly. Right. I'm gonna put the no. male versus female on pause for just one second. Can I add one more thing? Maybe there is such a weight. You think she's waiting for the person to die because this is technically libelous. Um. So she has admitted. Again, this is kind of like where we stand right now. She has said that one of the stanzas. She's revealed who one of the stanzas is about. So one of the big oh. kind of questions here is whether this is about one individual or a mix of people or about men in general or mm. something like that. Feels like a cop-out and that she's milking this. Yeah, and also men in general. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, okay. well, then, come on. I mean, yeah, what a big mystery, though. <laughs> men cheat on their wives. Yeah, okay, we got it. The cave woman got it. You know? Oh, that's funny. So the second verse, we know who it's about. And okay. uh, you want to read not, that verse for us? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's not it's not as much um, it, it's not as much of a, like a slander thing as the one that I read before. Uh, I bet you think it's uh, don't you? You had me several years ago when I was still quite naive. Well, you said that we made such a pretty pair and that you would never leave. Mm. But you gave away the things you loved, and one of them was me. I had some dreams. They were clouds in my coffee. Clouds in, in my, my coffee. coffee and you're so vain. <laughs> you probably think this song is about you. You're so vain. Harmonize. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find it. Let's find you it. You probably think this song is about you. 
That was good. That was great. That was good. Don't you? Don't you? May actually pick the subject just yeah, so yeah. she could belt it out. Um, Wait a second. So we know she... this is about. But also, doesn't she? Say oh, I didn't say. She does, but I'm thinking like because she's like, oh, you threw me away and you loved me and like I'm perfect, blah blah. But she also kind of insinuated she's naive. I'm like, was she underage? Yeah, mm-hmm. Claire Alexander. <laughs> Claire Alexander's a friend of the pod. She's also 25, but she is underage. She's underage. <laughs> so I should mention this second verse. I haven't she's said naive, the name. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Claire. So this second verse is about Warren Beatty. And uh, just to tell the listeners if they don't know Warren Beatty is he was a huge, huge movie star, starred in Bonnie and Clyde in the late mm-hmm. 60s, and then was the biggest star in the world or one of the biggest stars in the 70s and 80s. He is maybe most well known to a younger audience because of the Oscars, the ceremony in 2017, when he and Faye Dunaway accidentally said La La Land instead of Moonlight. Oh, oh, that's yeah. embarrassing. So Rough. that would be Warren Beatty. You know what I still remember too, especially about that, is um, the La La Land guy like rudely ripping the letter out of his hand and being like, Moonlight one, Moonlight one. I mean, right, like it was like. Oh, I don't actually, I don't remember this entire thing. So he said the wrong. Yeah. He said, I, so, loved, I loved both those movies. So yeah. what happened yeah. was that they were up against each other. They were mm-hmm. the two favorites yeah. to win. And yeah. it was a toss up who would win. Mm-hmm. And it was the 50th anniversary of the movie Bonnie and Clyde. So the two stars of Bonnie and Clyde, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway Got are it. presenting the biggest award. Mm-hmm. They open up the envelope and Faye Dunaway says La La Land. What happened was there was some sort of mix up and it actually said Emma Stone in La La Land oh. because she had one best actress. I see. So that was the mistake or at least the explanation. Okay. And then the people from La La Land get up there, and there's like whisperings going around. It's weird. And then it's revealed that it was Moonlight. And the guy from La La Land, I guess the producer or whatever, is like, no, 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 it's Moonlight, whatever. He, I think he was actually kind of gracious. It actually about was it. gracious. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't like him doing my guy Warren like that, though. Throw him under the bus. I mean, it was completely his fault. And he didn't but should he have just accepted the award? <laughs> the classic <laughs> thing would have been to be like, listen, I'm on your side here, Warren. Taking the award and never said anything. <laughs> <Yeah. about it." laughs> Yeah, with these people on Moonlight, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, that was a great movie, though. I, yeah, oh, that was such a La good movie. Land, a fun romp, but it wasn't the best picture. I thought Moonlight was exceptional. That's the people in Miami. No, that's Florida Project, I think. You're thinking Orlando and Florida Project? No, no, no. I'm thinking of the... <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> I'm making a lot of assumptions. I'm thinking of the gay guy. The, the black guy the, yeah, yeah, three the, times of his life. Yes, yes, yes. Ali. That takes place in Miami? Yes. It takes I place in Miami. Feel, that's, of course, May's like, you know, the Miami movie. That's what's most <laughs> Yeah, That is the least... <laughs> The Miami biopic. It was in Moonlight. Miami. <laughs> I love that movie. It really is in Miami? I'm almost 100% positive. Can we get back to the point of this uh, program? It's in Miami. It's, is not- Mi- it's Miami's masterpiece. Yeah, you're 100% right. I don't know why I didn't know that. It's the Miami movie in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's a typical Miami movie. Miami Moonlight, everybody. <laughs> but yes, Florida Project was good, too. Florida Project yeah. was wonderful. I don't know I'm sorry was in- for assuming that that's what you're I think that that was probably Orlando, though, just based on the It was definitely the Orlando, they're right, and also because they're right next to Disneyland. Oh, right, yeah. Or Disney World. Disney- Disneyland, yeah. Land? Disney World is in New York. I mean, in Florida. Okay, so okay. they're right Did, near yeah, it. Yeah. So it's like part of the thing, right? That yeah. they're like living in such poverty and they're like right near Right next kids. to all the, right, yeah. yeah. And they sell the bracelets and like steal the bracelets and whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You guys, also, what's happening what, here? You're just having a conversation about movies. <laughs> also, what's the deal with, I feel like all my friends from California sincerely like to go to like amusement parks. And I'm like, like why? Six Flags? Like Six Flags. 
Universal. Universal. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, how old are they? They're adults. They're our age, and they're like hot girls. And I'm like, they're why? They're bringing kids, this? or they're just going by themselves. They're going by themselves. That's and what? with their husbands, Ooh. they go to like Disneyland what are they in doing? LA, and they don't have or wherever children. it is. Well, now they have children, but before they didn't have children. They would be like, "Yeah, we we had like a day out," and I was like, "What is are wrong?" Are they with getting you? fucking God. autographs from the mascots? Final I, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Also, my brother at a point in his life dated Snow White from Disney World, <laughs> so he somehow met the girl who played Snow White and then dated her. I was like, "Wow, she must have been a nut." I never met her, but they only dated. For it like must a few have months. been a nut. Yeah. Why? She's <laughs> just Those trying to make money. Well. Wouldn't that be so weird just sweating your balls off in a fucking they're, snow They're white probably gun? struggling actors trying to make money. That's not their yeah. dream. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, you don't train to be goofy, but still, yeah. aim higher. Listen, I'm looking down on him <laughs> at my podcast that makes no money. <laughs> anyway. So Warren Beatty, the question with Warren Beatty, we know that the second verse is about him, but the question is whether the whole song is about him. And... Um, it certainly sounds like it was about Warren Beatty. Carly Simon said to the Washington Post, another person who thinks this song is about him, da 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 Beatty himself said in 2007, let's be honest, the song was about me. Oh. Wow. So he really is that That's vein. That's a baller move. He's, he really is that vein. Now, there are lots of stories. I, I, I want to get into this before we get into, just because it's a fun story. Um, in... Uh, uh, so Carly Simon wrote a couple memoirs. One of the memoirs that she wrote, in one of the funniest stories, this is an article about it, one of the funniest stories in the book, Beatty calls up Simon about a month into their relationship to say he's flying into New York. He's not landing until midnight, and he's got a 5.30 a.m. call time. He explains, but he must see her. So Carly gets dressed up, sprinkles perfume on the bed, and makes him a meal. Beatty shows up. They, a meal. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Beatty shows up, they make love, and he leaves by 5.30, and he leaves by 5.30. At 11 a.m., Simon sees her therapist, okay, after okay. this, like, you know, one-night stand. Sure. She tells him she knows he doesn't approve of Beatty, but last night was wonderful and amazing, and this is different. The therapist looks uncomfortable and says, under the circumstances, I can't withhold this. What? It's unbelievable you are not the first patient of the day who spent the night with Warren Beatty last night. My mind is blown. <laughs> what? No, basically, she has like a very, very brief one night stand with. They're dating. They're dating. Beatty has sex with her, but only comes over for a couple hours. Then Simon has a therapy appointment, I guess in LA, in the morning and says to the therapist, you know, like a typical thing when you're like in a toxic relationship, yep. but. Yeah, yeah. Right. And she's like, I know, like, you know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But he was so good last But night. he was so great and he was so sweet and whatever. And then the therapist, I, 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 this is still breaking Hippocratic well, For oath. sure. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. That wasn't a danger to her. You're, it's 11 a.m., by the way. You're not the first patient today who said it, and it's 11 a.m. Wow. So. How many people do you think we got, he got? It's incredible. Was it just an incredible coincidence? In the same memoir, Carly Simon, she describes him as a glorious specimen who put all other men to shame in looks and if looks and charms were what you were after. Oh, I she I praises she was say dick. Dicks. Well, she not dick necessarily, but she praises his sexual skills, hmm. saying he knew how to play a woman like a Stradivarius. Wow. Oh. What the fuck is a Stradivarius? A violin. Okay, a, a fancy oh, violin. Even harder. <laughs> <laughs> now um this guy's a philanderer i would believe that he'd fuck his yeah. best friend's wife well, it, i mean it's sounding like it that nothing would get by this guy so 
Oh, by the way, you should look up. I think I've mentioned this before in the Natalie Wood episode, asking people to look up a young Warren Beatty and how attractive he is. It is weird that he I have made said me that and twice. Kathy do it earlier before this. And you have to look it up and look, the guy fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's the toss up a photo hot. here. All right, I'll tell you that right now. Get it up, Warren Beatty, young nude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I spelled it wrong. Let me take some. Take a look at this slab of beef right here. Oh, wow. You know what? He kind of looks like a young Joe Biden. Oh, uh, yeah, he does look like Don't a young you Joe Biden a little bit. Look at, yeah. this, look at this guy here. He's just, that's Carly Simon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, come on. That's a good looking man. That's a very good looking man. They don't make him like that anymore. That's a classic guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good looking guy. Let's pause the podcast. Everybody kind of. <laughs> <laughs> It's really had to be the first one we put on camera. Everybody raging needs- erection. <laughs> Everybody needs to cool off. It's Ooh. getting hot in here. <laughs> so that is the Warren Beatty theory. He probably remains the most likely culprit. Yeah. Uh, unless you're going with the mix of people theory. Uh, I hate that mix of people theory, That's though. That's lame. Us. So... Before the song became a hit in 1972, Simon told an interviewer that the song was about, quote, men, not a specific man. And her ex-husband, Jim Hart, said he was sure that the song was not about anyone famous, which I guess is not the same thing. But hmm. it could be about a person, but not no, a famous person. So that's possible, before too. before or after the song? It would have been after the song, I believe. I could, I could look that up. But I believe it would have been after the song. Hmm. Um. There are still a lot of, like, theories that people have fun with. Oh, I also wanted to say in terms of, like, where we're at right now, just to go back to that, a couple other people other than Dick Ebersol know the identity. Apparently, Howard Stern knows the answer. Really? Why would he know it? There's an odd aspect to it. He And, and Howard Stern <laughs> said, uh, oh, uh, had previously revealed to him about whom the song was written after her interview on his popular show on Sirius Satellite. Uh, Stern commented, there is an odd aspect to it. He's not that vain. He also stated that she said it was a composite of three people. So again, we have this idea. Now we have three people? Possibly. The other person who knows it, strangely enough, Taylor Swift. What? Wow. Knows the identity. Carly Simon and Taylor Swift. I stand that friendship. Yeah, let's have a little collab. <laughs> they had a collab. That's they did. why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did oh. a at a live performance in July 2013. That's when Taylor Swift said. Now, serious question: Would you say that Carly Simon was akin to a Taylor Swift of her day? It seems like it. I mean, just yeah. thinking of the lyrics I mean, of "You're So Vain." Thing, this is what people do with, did with Taylor Swift songs. Remember when she right. was like, "Was that about Joe Jonas? Is that about Harry Styles?" Right. True. They they're very similar. They're all like in that way. Although it does seem like Taylor Swift is more open about it. Is that is true? She, I mean, she basically says it. Yeah, yeah, she basically says it. She shouldn't because this well, she would milking also, this. She thing. would release the yeah. album directly after dating the person, so it pretty was much. tough to be like, "That's not it's Schman Schmier, not him." <laughs> she once dated um, somebody from the Kennedy family and then bought a house across from the Kennedy complex. I was like, "She's fucking psycho." This is yeah. psycho girlfriend really? behavior. Which yeah, Kennedy really. Was she dating? She was dating. I don't know his name. He was obviously Bobby. The, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know his name. One of the one that's like our age. Um, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, she was dating him, and then they, and then she literally moved in across the fucking street from not just him, like his entire family, like within the first year of them dating. That's and then much. they broke up like Thank pretty soon after that because I feel like that's I, wine on my pants. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me tell but, you something. Maze made a lot of mistakes, dude. <laughs> <Go laughs> made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, they broke up like yeah. shortly after that because I feel like the Kennedy family was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. This girl is tapped. Like, you don't buy a house across the street from your boyfriend's entire family. No, it was like probably I'm five Googling. years ago I'm or something. Yeah, say which which Kennedy did Taylor Because I would be, if Taylor. she was like a teenager, Swift. I'd be like, all right, whatever. But that's weird. Kennedy boy. Because Taylor Swift's what, 30? Um, 1989. Yeah, she, we can yeah, do the math. She's either 30 or 31. Yeah, Connor yeah. Yeah. Kennedy. Connor Kennedy. And she immortalized him in a song. Songs like Begin Again, Starlight, and Everything Has Changed. Hmm. Yeah, Which because you're fucking psycho, you crazy lunatic. Let me Google this Connor Kennedy boy. I just want to say, while you're Robert Googling F. it. Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s son. Oh, Bobby. He looks like he's in jail. He oh. might be in jail on that photo. Connor Kennedy you? arrested in a bar fight in Aspen. Let me tell you something. That clocks. Big change from this kid to this kid, huh? Yeah. Wait, I can't believe I was so close. It's Bobby Kennedy's son. <laughs> <laughs> she basically dated Bobby Kennedy. Pretty much. So going back to your Sylvain just for one second, I do want to mention that Carly Simon was married to singer-songwriter James Taylor. Hmm. Who you, um, During the Mockingjay, whatever? Um, they, that collab must have... Apparently they had like a very amicable divorce, hmm. but... Uh, it is not about him, but I would be remiss not to mention it because not he, but apparently not. And if you ever listen to James Taylor songs, he's like very sweet voice. Yeah. Like he doesn't seem like a bad man. You don't listen to that. That's be like, true. This but guy didn't fucks. Howard Stern said that ironically, they're not vain. Mm. One of the three though. Does, does Howard Stern know all? What if she told one person to each, each one of the Ugh. three of them is a trusted keeper of this woman the, is one a name. mastermind. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of brilliant. She's brilliant in terms of milking it. And if you don't think that this helps sell her two memoirs, you're crazy. True. Two memoirs. Get out of town. You know? And no, neither of them revealed. Not full. I mean, she's like doing, she's giving you breadcrumbs. Close woman. What? What? This one had two eyes on his head. Oh, those are the breadcrumbs. (laughs) Those are the breadcrumbs. (laughs) He had uh, a penis. He was born in the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> Those are A-E-R. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. I mean, so, oh, by the way, Warren Beatty, that, it has all three letters. Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, what about... Uh, James Taylor does too, right? E and James. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Carry the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The... Other okay, so going through a few other theories. One theory is that it was some guy named Ben. We don't know which Ben it would be. Well, I think I know which Ben it would be. The song was originally entitled. Aflac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that Ben? Ben? That duck? No, Ben Aflac. Oh, that went right over my head. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Platt. <laughs> so. The first words of the, orig- the original version of the song was, bless you, Ben. You came in when nobody else left out. Whatever. I mean, this is just such a boring option that it was just some random dude some named Ben. Guy- so, yeah. Look at him trying to derail it. This is a boring option. Yeah, Let's get off it. possibly be a Couldn't Ben. Couldn't be a Ben. No. All Ben's are saints. No Ben would do this. <laughs> no, no Ben in his right mind would do this. What does it say? Bless you, Jew, Ben? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Let me tell you something. My brother's name is Ben. He would definitely do this. Okay. <laughs> So now one of the more intriguing options, which has been debunked in certain ways, but I don't know if it can be completely dismissed, Mick Jagger. Okay. 
Mick Jagger, the vocalist, the leader or co-leader of the Rolling Stones. Stones. Co-leader? I would say leader. Him and Richards. Keith yeah, Richards. I guess you're right. No, you're, you're right. But He's Jagger the face of Jagger was... No one has moves like Richards. That's true. How, oh, yeah. <laughs> how are those two people still alive, honestly? That's insane. They're alive and they are... Killing it. Oh, they are They're really still laying pipe, I bet. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Keith Richards looks like an old handbag, though. He really does. He's the craziest looking human being ever. And can you believe that Johnny Depp kind of just modeled his whole thing after that? Mm. True. What is interesting about Keith Richards is that if you look up young photos of him, he doesn't look good either. It's not like he aged terribly. (laughs) When did he start ruining it? Maybe he just always slept on his face. Keith Richards. This is a a research heavy episode. Mm. Mm. Young. So what I'll say about Mick Jagger. Oh, you can look. I mean, he looks. I mean, I he looks he, like a person. Yeah, he, he looks, looks like a now person. he looks like a handbag. Terrible but, yeah. but like over here, he's not that old, and he's already is yeah, getting I mean, there. I mean, he's he's a rock star. He's I mean, he's the quintessential rock star. He's yeah. literally a rock star. He was having fun. So Jagger get Jagger contributed uncredited vocals to the song. You could actually like hear his voice in the background. It's not credited, mm. but he's on there. Uh, in 1983, Carly Simon did say the song is not about Jagger. However. Um, they had what is described as a great electricity between them. Uh, as to the question, da, 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 Carly chalks it up to the great electricity between them, making her nervous and drawing closer to her than husband singer-songwriter James Taylor out of fear of possibly pursuing something she shouldn't have with Mick. All right, so this woman is a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Electricity, that's what it was. I wanted to touch his neck and he was looking at my lips. The electricity was raw and hardly disguising its power. Having sex would actually have cooled things off. All right. Jesus. She's the vainest person ever. She's like, this guy fucking wanted me. And he's like, I can literally have sex with the top model of any time and place. Like, But here is an interesting point. One of Mick Jagger's good friends, Mr. David Bowie, familiar with his work, also very well-known British singer-songwriter, rock star. In 1993, Angie Bowie, who was David Bowie's wife at the at the time in the 70s, David Bowie wasn't gay. David Bowie is not gay. Wow, he transcended sexuality. I did not know that. He was huh. married to a hey, model, my mom, for like 25 years. I This is news to me. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. we are going to go on a tangent of whether or not Bowie and Jagger had sex. But oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But outwardly, they both were straight. Outwardly, they were both very androgynous and like playing yeah. with like the... Bowie intentionally the wanted it to be vague. Yes. Famously. Yeah. Yes. Some people thought it was an act and that he was actually just fully straight. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, there was another thing. He just and comes home, takes off his yeah, like, costume. He's like, he's like well, hello, honey. Yeah. Can I have a baked potato with that salmon? Yeah. <laughs> so Bowie. The greatest meal of all time. Yes. Salmon and a baked potato. <laughs> with a glass what? of shard. <laughs> What's a straight meal? Meatloaf. <laughs> Give me some salmon. Salmon and sauce on the potato. Salmon sauce on the side. <laughs> <laughs> what is like like a, a steak. meat and potato? A steak. Oh, a steak. steak, salmon. I'm just thinking a about what we ate that, in a like mahi mahi grilled low heat <laughs> with a mango salsa, <laughs> a, a chutney, a tad rare in the middle. <laughs> okay, all right. So anyway, they fucked. Sorry, 
1993, oh, so the point I was going to make is that Angie Bowie, Bowie's wife at the time, claimed that the wife of a close friend mentioned in You're So Vain and that Jagger, for, that Jagger had been obsessed with her. Meaning, huh. wife of a close friend, close mm. friend Bowie, wife wow. Angie Bowie. Interesting. So he could be one of the three. Angie Bowie, looking her up. She was a model. She looks just like David she Bowie. Looks- <laughs> yeah, she looks like David Bowie. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly like her husband. <laughs> That's David Bowie. I mean, she didn't age. Wonderfully. Going back to the image of David <laughs> Bowie, and uh, am I allowed to plug my podcast that I'm about of to do with? Of course you can. That's David Bowie. So I mean, it looks my, exactly like him. Yeah. Max is going to come on my history podcast, Give Me a Name, and his person is David Bowie. Mm. One thing that I wanted to say about Bowie relating to his sexual orientation is he said he was gay and then later out almost like, quote unquote, came out as heterosexual. Well, wow, that's funny. As we were talking about, like being gay or at least being like bisexual and, and you know, just sort of vague with all that stuff mm-hmm. is, was part of the image. It was controversial. It got him right. people talking. Right. I always thought he was gay. And now I know. How could you think that? <laughs> Look at a photo of him just with feathers. Yeah. <laughs> so the apricot scarf, nothing in the word. Okay. Uh, do we want to go on a tangent about whether Jagger and Bowie had sex? Because it's kind of an interesting story, but we yeah, don't have yeah. to. Yeah, no, let's do it. I'm in. What do you think, Max? Uh, why not? Okay. How long uh, is the tangent? I don't basically, know let's, go let's go I'm for it. Let's go for it. Basically, all that happened is that one time Angie Bowie walked in in the morning um, and someone's in your bed. Okay, so essentially, Angie goes upstairs, slowly pushed the door open, and there they were, Mick Jagger and David Bowie, naked in bed together, sleeping. Both men woke up with a start. Oh, hello, said Bowie, (laughs) clearly taken by surprise. How are you? Angie Hmm. felt absolutely dead certain that they'd been screwing. It was so obvious, in fact, that I never even considered the possibility that they hadn't been screwing. So this is from a book about Jagger written by a guy named Christopher Anderson. And the article that I was reading said that this book could very well be bullshit. Hmm. I mean, honestly, if Mark was going to cheat on me, I would rather have it be with a woman than a man. Does that make me bad? Does it make me a bad person? I wouldn't say it makes you a good person. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know, like that. Oh, That's that w- interesting. I actually would almost think. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. I guess the, because I then guess it's not as the com- then it's not like a competition thing. Right. That's right. true. That's true. Actually, right, now right, that right. I'm, I've had a moment to digest. But like, just getting cheated on in general sucks. But then having like the clusterfuck of like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Are like, you been interested in me? Yeah. Of course. Has the whole thing been a lie? Has the whole thing been a lie? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's a good point too. Yeah. Angie Bowie. Comment below who you think May will get cheated on. <laughs> <laughs> Some girl comments, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Podcast yeah. is becoming interactive. Yeah, this yeah. is how we build the following. <laughs> so oh, Jagger not. is kind of one of the fun. <laughs> Don't joke about that. It makes me sad. <laughs> okay, anyway. Continue. Uh, the last major, I mean, I guess there are two more major ones, but one of them is not so interesting. But David Geffen, the sort of uh, music producer turned into one of the founders of DreamWorks, basically just like a very famous person for being rich. Okay. Like could, an Elon Musk of his time, if you will. And this time. He's still very much like relevant okay. or, or around, I should say. Is he say. still in music? He, uh, no, I think he shifted more to movies if I, unless he like got out of DreamWorks or something like that. But he founded DreamWorks Listen, with you don't Spielberg. Get out of DreamWorks. DreamWorks gets out of you. 
Imagine being so famous and people are like, what is she famous for? And it's like just being insanely rich. Ooh, that'd be nice. Tell you what, Geffen uh, is 78. He's still killing it. American business magnet. That's insane. That's cool. Where you've done so much shit that it's just like, you got to be a magnet. Yeah. He founded Gaffin Records, DreamWorks Pictures, more. You can click more. Wow. He's done more than that. Asylum Records. Wow, 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 wow. Let me tell you something. Also, his skin is hanging in there. He, he looks like, good. He must have gotten some nips and tucks, but he looks good. He looks really good for his age. I mean, I don't know if this is him at 78. This That's seems true. like it might be him at 78. Does he look I good? Put that next to Warren like... Beatty Young, and you will. Wait a second. Billionaire David Geffen, Geffen, 69, splits from Toy Boy Lover, 41. So was he gay? I guess so, yeah. Huh. Everybody was just fucking in this story. Although yeah. that's a vain that's a vain move, you know? Yeah, I guess so. On TV shows nowadays, they His... show you a character's vein by having them wake up ne- in bed next to, like, four people. <laughs> <laughs> also, his Toy Boy Lover is not uh, that cute. Also, his Toy Boy Lover is 41 years old. Oh, 41 younger. Here's younger. That's what the story is. The 41 last... years his junior. Oh, so Ooh, he's... that's a big wow, guy. That's, that's a baby boy. Crazy. Uh, continue. Okay. The only thing that I was going to say is I'm going to circle back to what May was saying at the very beginning. Is this about a man? One time Carly Simon did say, I don't consider myself to be not gay. I've enlarged all of my possibilities. I have a lot of extremely personal stories to tell about that, but we won't go into that right now. Let's just say that it just depends upon who I'm with. Okay. Okay. Of course it is he in oh. the song. Yeah. Right. And she also said it was about men in general. Now you're just going to say about, about humanity in general? That's yeah. a cop-out. That's a cop-out, but also I will say, like, at the time in the 70s, to make it a big hit, she wasn't going to say she's so vain. Like, it would have... Oh, it oh actually, have... what the hell am I talking about? It's all you. I don't think that there is a he. Oh, really? It's wife of a close friend. Oh, interesting. But lesbians couldn't get married back then, though. No? Oh, that's true. But, mm. I mean, maybe they called each other wives. That's nice. You know? Yeah. I have an aunt that had a roommate for a really long time, and finally she's like, that's my wife. Yes, there you go. Yeah. And we were all like, um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So those are the major theories. Uh, There's also this guy, Dan Armstrong, who is a guitarist. That's possible. So David Geffen, Dan Armstrong, Warren Beatty, Mick Jagger. Is it possible it's about no one and she's just bullshitting us? Possible. Like, she's just 100%. a marketing marketing genius, and she's like, like oh, it's about that. Not every song has to be about I also someone. imagine a, a scenario where it really was just a, a song, a good song that she wrote. She didn't think it was, no, you never think it's going to pop off like that. Mm. It popped mm. off like that, and then she realized, oh, people want to know, so she's just going with it. She's just, she's improving her way. She's been doing it for 40 years, where she's just like, it's, there's an A, and there's an A. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would do that. She sold two memoirs. Which is brilliant. It's brilliant. I mean, I give her so much credit for it. I mean, yeah. Either if it's fake or real, no matter what, she's winning here. Oh, she's yeah. She's top, top dog. Yeah, it's pretty These cool. Slack notifications. Stop it. I know, right? We're in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> We're trying a podcast. Uh, what, is, what does your heart say? My heart says, oh, I forgot about this story where Sean Connery tried to have a menage a trois with her and her sister. But that is for another Sean day, I suppose. Sean Connery, you fucking dog. Mm. My gut says that it's uh, a combination of people. So, like, I guess we know, quote unquote, that it's about Warren Beatty line, or the second stanza. It is weird that Beatty's like, come on, it's about me, when the line, wife of a close friend, is in it. It's like, yeah. why are <laughs> you? Everyone knows I fuck wives. Yeah. 
So I don't know what that's about. Um, I could see it being a mix of things, but I think Beatty is the the core the lead. Uh, but yeah. what a, yes. a fun option is if it's Beatty, Jagger, and who was the third most likely? Geffen. Geffen. That'd be nice. Yeah, or th- or just like a random third person. You know, if it's about multiple people. Or David Bowie. No, he wasn't involved. People have mentioned Bowie, but there yeah. weren't like a lot of real. Mm. He was married. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This seems like a mystery that very much should have been solved. Like, a torso with no prints is one thing. Yeah. But this is like, it, it's got to be alive. This is like, more. just give it up. It's about to spill. Taylor um, Swift knows. So when I, I think wow. when I speak for everyone, I say, Taylor Swift, release the tapes. Release the tapes. <laughs> release the tapes. Next time I talk to her, I'm Taylor, going to mention it. Release the tapes. When uh, I see her at her cape house across from her ex-boyfriend. She won't see me, though. <laughs> I'll say, release the tape. <laughs> and she will say, police, <laughs> please come to my home. Oh, thanks for listening, guys. This was fun. This was fun. And it was definitely Warren Beatty, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. Okay, anyway. That, uh, that, yeah. guy, that guy fucked the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and deserved it. And, <laughs> and the world was oh, lucky. For sure <laughs> fucked our grandmas. At least the three of our grandmas. Oh, that's cool. And all the viewers as well. <laughs> all your grandmas. Okay, bye. Thank bye. you. Bye.